Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, The Triumph of Grace. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 18. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. So we want to speak to you from Romans 5, 18 through 21. So we finish up chapter 5. And so a volume on Romans will be ready for publication. The triumph of grace. Point number one was the great cosmic problem. Sin entered the world. The great cosmic problem. In terms of the sin condemnation and death in Adam. And so point number two is the greater divine solution of this problem. And I would speak five things and first I already spoke the law of God doesn't solve this problem. The function of the law is to aggravate and increase sin so that it will be seen in all its gruesomeness, vileness, rottenness, and all its destruction, heinousness, and all its stench. See, we have no clue about sin. That's because Holy Spirit is not working. And you can come and listen to the preaching of the word. No wonder seven times in chapter 2 and 3 of book of Revelation. The Lord is saying those who have an ear. Let him hear it. It Sounds stupid. Everybody has a ear. What do you mean those who have an ear? There were people without ears. In the church of Ephesus and Smyrna. No. Those who have spiritual ears. Let him hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. And so when you study the Bible, and when the Holy Ghost works on us, he convicts us. And I said he uses the law to convict us, convict us of the extreme foulness of sin. And the terribleness of sin. And the destructive powers of sin. The law has a way of bringing up the pus from our heart. I don't want to go speak more on that. So, number two is grace. What about grace? Does grace solve this great cosmic sin problem? If law cannot save us from the rule of sin and death... Grace alone can save sinners who are fallen into the pit of hell with their father Adam. And grace of God reaches out from heaven in Jesus Christ to the ungodly 
the helpless, sinners, enemies of God, yea, to the objects of God's wrath. For God's wrath, we are told, is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. If sin is king, as we read in chapter 5 and verse 21, if death is king, as we read in verse 14 and 17, thank God, grace is also king. Grace is not just equal in power to sin and death. We do not believe in equal ultimacy of evil and good. Such a notion of equal ultimacy cannot save anyone from the grip of sin and death. Grace is greater, infinitely greater than sin and death. Grace reigns over sin and death. Grace of God in Jesus Christ comes to our hell and saves and takes us to heaven itself. Power of grace. Grace comes to our hell to take us not to place us where Adam was before his fall. Grace is king. Grace reigns forever. It is the grace of God, verse 15. It is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 15. It is the abounding grace, verse 16 and 17. It is the superabounding grace, verse 21, where we read where sin abounded, grace superabounds. Do you know what it means, friends? It means superabounding grace seeking me comes to my hell and misery to save me. Grace takes initiative. To seek me and find me and save me and take me to heaven. It is amazing grace. It is king grace. It is triumphant grace. It is saving grace. Ephesians 2, 5 and 8. This grace is full of riches for us. Riches incomparable. Glorious grace, riches unsearchable to be found in this grace. This grace gives us gifts consisting in the free gift of righteousness. Our greatest need, we are sinners condemned to death. We have no righteousness. We need righteousness. Not a human righteousness, sir. But a divine righteousness. And this grace, friends, flows to us. People of time from eternity. Through the covenant of redemption. 
There was a covenant of redemption in all eternity. Father planned our salvation. Son agreed to accomplish our redemption. And the Spirit of God agreed to apply this redemption to every elect sinner. And this grace flows to us through the seed of the woman who crushed the ancient serpent's head. So we read in 1 Peter 9, 1, 19 through 20 with the precious blood of Christ. A lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world. Grace flows from eternity. But was revealed in these last times for your sake. 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10, who has saved us and called us, friends, called us to what, sir? To a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. That is eternity. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. This grace fights and fights with us and he wins. Fights against our rebellion, stubbornness, unyieldedness, wickedness. And he wins, sir. So we say this grace is irresistible. If he is not winning, it means you are not his sheep. And not belong to the elect. Grace is irresistible. It saves the most wicked sinners. Like the king Manasseh. The most wicked king. Injured. It saved Saul of Tarsus, the self-righteous Pharisee, the murderous exterminator of the Christian faith who went out to destroy Christianity like a beast breathing out, slaughter and threatening. But the mighty grace conquered him and transformed him to be an apostle, a slave of Christ, a battle-scarred veteran of the cross. Grace, mighty grace. Listen to St. Paul himself. Acts 26, 9 through 11. I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem on the authority of the chief priests. I put many of the saints in prison. And when they were put to death, not just one, when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time, I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. But grace won. 
This grace redeems the publican, the prodigal, the one with a legion of demons, restless, wandering about, breaking chains, naked, crazy. Grace sought him and found him, and we read about him. He was clothed and he was sitting down in his right mind. Grace redeems the thief on the cross. The chief of sinners, grace redeems. And he redeems, friends, every elect sinner. When our Heavenly Father draws, sinner comes humbly, believingly, and with deep sorrow of repentance. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Some fish get away from us, don't worry. But no one gets away from God when he draws. Jesus said, but I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. And let me tell you what grace begins, it completes. Grace never fails. Let's say that together. Grace never fails. Yes, friends, grace is king. Grace is irresistible. Someone said, for if grace were not irresistible. Now listen. No one would ever have been saved. Grace elects. Grace predestinates. Grace calls us effectually. Grace regenerates. Grace enables us to repent and believe. Grace adopts us into God's family. Grace makes us heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Grace justifies. Grace sanctifies. Grace glorifies. Grace makes us super conquerors. The third point, in Adam we got sin, in Jesus Christ we receive righteousness. Sinners are naked, they have no righteousness, we need righteousness. Where can I get righteousness, which God demands, a righteousness that is unlike Adam's defectable righteousness. We needed divine, indefectible righteousness, an alien righteousness. Yea, we need the righteousness of God. Thank God it is revealed to us in the gospel in Christ. So Paul tells us in Romans 1, 17, For in the gospel, the righteousness from God and of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Gift received by faith. 
Romans 3, 21 and 22, but now a righteousness from God, apart from law, that is apart from our keeping the law, apart from our good works, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Let's praise the Lord. It's a good idea, man. It's a gift of grace, verse 15. It is the free gift of righteousness, verse 17. I need this gift to cover my nakedness. It is based on the one righteous deed of Jesus Christ. Verse 18. It is based on the obedience of Jesus Christ. Verse 19. And what is that one obedience? I say it is based on the death of the obedient son. Matthew 3.15. This is what Jesus said to John the Baptist. Let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus came to fulfill all righteousness. Matthew 5:17 Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them. Galatians 4, verse 4 and 5, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born who poor no more, under the law, under the rule of law, under the authority of law. He came to fulfill the law. All of them. Perfectly. In our place. Born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law. We were under law. The law demanded that we obey every law and do so perfectly in all ways. How can children of Adam do it? Utterly impossible. Thank God. Jesus Christ did it. 1 Peter 1, 19 and 20, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. It's an innocent, obedient son who died. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Turn with me, friends, to 2 Corinthians and listen, understand. And glory in this Second Corinthians 5, verse 19 and 21, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. You should ask a question. Not counting my sin against me, Oh, that's wonderful. Let's praise God. Rejoice. But there's a question in the back of your mind. But against whom did you count it? On whose head did you put all my sin? And the answer in verse 21. God made him. 
Jesus Christ, who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become friends, the righteousness of God. The free gift of righteousness has no basis in our good works. The free gift of righteousness, it is entirely based on the one act of righteousness of Jesus Christ alone. Verse 18. It is solely based on the obedience of Jesus Christ in our behalf. Number four. Justification in place of condemnation. We read in verse 18 and 19 about katakrima, condemnation. We received that in Adam. Condemnation. Sin, condemnation and death. But in its place, we received justification. The one act of righteousness resulted in our justification leading to life. Verse 18, those who receive this grace gift of Christ's righteousness are justified. His condemnation in Adam is cancelled forever. He faced, blotted out. His sin in Adam is gone because of Christ's obedience. His condemnation is gone because of Christ's righteousness. All his other sins forgiven, blotted out. This is justification by God. So Paul tells us in Romans 8, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And what you ask, what is the ground? What's the basis? What's the foundation of this justification? So look at verse 19. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were constituted, made, appointed sinners... So also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made, constituted, appointed righteous. Did you get what I'm trying to say, sir? On the ground and basis of one man's obedience, the court of heaven classifies us no longer as sinners, but as righteous. Dikaioi. We are righteous on the sole ground of the righteousness of Christ. Not at all on the basis of any of our good works. Now or later in heaven. We have been taken out of the class of sinners. And the category of sinners. And placed us in the class of the righteous. Out of the kingdom of darkness, death and devil. Taken into the kingdom of light and life and Christ. We are constituted righteous. 
by the imputation of Christ's righteousness and declared righteous. So we are really righteous. This is not fantasy. This is not speculation. We are righteous. Let us together say, we are righteous. Now and forever, sir. I am righteous. You are righteous. Praise be to God. Finally, number five, in place of death eternal, he has given us life eternal. So verse 21, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness unto eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In Adam we got sin, condemnation, and death. Thank God for the second Adam. Jesus Christ, in him we receive righteousness, justification, and eternal life. Righteousness of Christ leads to justification. Justification is dikaiosis tezoes. It is justification leading to life. Righteousness leads to justification. Justification leads towards a life eternal. Life, life, sir, life. This life, friends, is not the extension of the life of the sinner in this world. It is God's life. It is eternal life. Listen to this, someone said, eternal life is a quality of life. It is living by God's life and living for God. If you received eternal life, you will live for God. And we have this eternal life, friends, through Jesus Christ. It is a free country. You can believe in any religion you want. You can make up your own religion. I guarantee they all will take you to hell. There is only one way to go to heaven through Jesus Christ. God's son, the only mediator. Our propitiation. Our righteousness. Let me read to you again. Listen to this carefully. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. God became incarnate, in other words, so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. Jesus said, when the stronger one comes, he binds the strong man and sets his captives free. Jesus Christ is the stronger one. He destroyed the devil who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And free, sir, free from the bondage of Satan and death. Free. Free those all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death, sir. You speak about checking out very easily and you make jokes about it but the truth is you are afraid listen to 
Second Timothy 1, 9 and 10, who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Now listen, who has destroyed death and brought and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. It is pathetic to see people running after everything, making a buck. But here it is, freedom from the devil and freedom from death through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 26, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But what, sir? Thanks be to God. Let's say together. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise you, O God. Sin is no longer king for us. So you read in chapter 6 of Romans verse 12, listen to this. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts. You know that, sir. Sin is no longer our king. Used to be. Neither death is our king. Used to be, it's been destroyed. For us, grace reigns. Yea, Jesus Christ reigns. That's why it says, grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life through Jesus Christ. And finally, our Lord means our King. He is our King. He is our Lord. He is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. This King has made us kings. So let me read to you and listen to this language in chapter 5 verse 17. For if by the trespass of the one man death reign through the one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Speaking about us, sir. We who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of Christ's righteousness, we who are constituted and declared righteous, we are made kings by God. Kings, sir. You should feel sorry for yourself behaving still like the slave of sin. Have some dignity, sir. Behave as kings. Slaves of sin and death are made kings by the triumph of the grace of God. In place of death, we are given eternal life. So we live and reign in the sphere of life eternal. We live and reign, friends, over sin, death, devil, the world, the angels. 
all things are ours in Jesus Christ. God said so, sir. It's a very word of God. It's truth. Believe it, people of God. Let me read it to you, friends. Romans 8, beginning with verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? There is a daring, shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, so as it is written. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. What is the question? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Here is the answer. No. In all these things we are super conquerors. One word, sir. Hooper nikao. In all these things we are super conquerors. We face them, defeat them, we conquer them, we become victorious. Let's stop all the murmuring and complaining and miserable fault finding and and envy and jealousy. We are kings, we wage battle and we win, sir. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, sir, that neither death nor life, that is life here in all its troubles, Neither angels, nor demons, neither present, nor the future. Are you worried about the future, sir? Future, sir, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, a triumph of grace, sir. We who have fallen with Adam into the pit of sin, and condemnation, death, and hell have been raised to righteousness, justification, life eternal, and heaven itself, seated with Christ. All this by the mighty operation of King Grace. Either you are in Adam, in sin, condemnation, and death, or you are in Jesus Christ, And in him we have righteousness, justification, and eternal life. We've been made kings. Heavenly Father, praise you and thank you for the operation of grace. Powerful grace. Unequal grace. Great grace. Infinite grace. That raised us from the pit. And placed us all on a throne to reign with Jesus Christ. Even now we reign over sin, over death, over the devil, over fear, over the present, over the future. Not just conquerors we are, we are more than conquerors. So God, help us to rejoice praise you and to live a holy life a victorious life help us to live like kings because we are kings in jesus name amen you have been listening to grace and glory audio a part two of this message entitled the triumph of grace come back soon for more transforming bible teaching from pastor pg matthew 